Hey guys, so um, Dizzy Art, that's D-E-Z-Z-I-E Art, otherwise known as Michelle, uh, recently, as of today, released the latest chapter slash shift in the Metamorphosis as to Malleability series. And this one was kind of, I guess you could say a slice of life filler-like uh, chapter uh, shift, if you will, in the story. Now, before I get into that, uh, before I get into that, let's talk about the last holiday special she did recently, which was based around New Year's. You see, she did one for New Year's, where basically Michelle, well, not Michelle, but Briella and Crystal celebrated in a very unique uh, way that ended in a unique kind of intimacy, eroticness, if you will, uh, between them that I guess is something new for both of them because, well, both are lesbians, basically, the lesbian lovers, you know, engaged lesbians. Uh, no offense when I say that either. But, you know, basically they're in a relationship together to where they're going to be married. And I got a feeling that's going to take place around the 250th uh, shift uh, chapter within the next couple of months. But be that as it may, uh, in the New Year's special, they celebrated by having Briella shapeshift into basically all the numbers counting down to zero. And then as she counted down to zero, she literally exploded um, and, you know, exploded into confetti and little things here and there, if you will. And just for a moment laid there before gathering herself back up and starting to have a little fun with her fiancé by, I guess, shape-shifting into, you know, different people and stuff, different other uh, women, fantasy creatures, I think. But mostly the big change was when she went and did a gender swap. That's right, she did a gender change, a bender gender, as they call it. And she you and she did this because Crystal was kind of curious, hmm, could you become a man? And if so, could you become a man and with certain equipment? You know, she was curious about that. So Briella gave her an example of, yeah, I can become a man, I can become a guy. And basically the way it was, the way it was described, uh, Briella was still talking with her voice, her regular voice. But she was now a guy. Period. You know, she was now a guy. And everything. And Crystal, out of curiosity, wanted to know maybe if everything about the male version of her fiancé, you know, would work. Or could actually work. And Briella's like, okay, one way to find out. And she just carries her to uh, the bedroom for some experimental intimacy between the two. That's what she does. Which I think is kind of cool if you want to go in that direction of the story for the time. Now, now what's interesting though about the story is it's the first time, I mean, I think they've teased it several times, but it's the first time, actually, that we've had 
you know, uh, Briella, as far as the story goes, do a gender bend, if you will, to see what it's like. It's the first time. You know, it's the first time ever, basically. You know, it's the first time. And essentially, essentially, um, like I said, it does, essentially, um, it does kind of open the doors for um, what's to come and everything in the future. But if there's one thing I can say about these uh, uh, holiday specials that she does on a yearly basis, that being Michelle uh, Dizzy Arts, if you will, for the metamorphosized malleability, if there's one thing I can say about them, it's, well, it's basically the fact that they don't interfere with the main story. They don't. They don't interfere with the main story. The main story uh, continues to flow on as if the holiday specials uh, never happen. Basically, they have not. They basically have no consequential um, impact or continuity concerns uh, from a story perspective to worry about. So that's why I like them. That's why I like them. And you know, the New Year's one, like I said, you know, even though it has no real effect, does kind of open the door for whatever's to come in the future. It really does. But, getting back on track now to the main story, the latest chapter being dropped today, which was entitled Lighter Than Air, uh, Briella basically is uh, back at home um, inspecting everything in time for the restoration uh, person, or restoration officer, client, whatever you want to call him, to come by and inspect her home. You know that. You know that is what she's doing. She's basically taking her time. She's basically at home right now, experimenting. Not experimenting, but making sure. You know everything is in place. Everything is, you know, locked down, if you will secured for the uh, for the uh, restoration inspector to come by and check out, if you will. And, you know, she has a little fun doing this. She kind of inflates her head a little bit to float, kind of like puts her thumb to her mouth and inflates her head and floats a little bit um, in the air. And then she kind of extends herself, elasticates, elongates, elongates, if you will, her body around, and as well as as well as also um, uses multiple limbs, arms, if you will, to make sure everything is in place, everything's covered up, you know, like the lab, like certain things in the lab covered up and everything, so you know, like no questions are being asked or whatever. Anyway. Anyway, she does this and even has a little fun by turning herself into a black widow spider where she kind of dangles herself from a web she creates to make sure everything is good and then look out the peephole of the door to see the inspector 
the extortion inspector client uh, coming in or coming you know, to the house before she lets loose of the string or the web, if you will, and splats on the ground like goo before reforming herself into, well, a normal appearance. Now, what's interesting about this is what happens afterwards, because what happens afterwards is she ends up basically, and she ends up basically getting the okay from the inspector, the, the restoration inspector, the client, whatever you want to call it, you know, to, I guess, have the go-ahead to get everything kind of back to normal with our house, you know, because of what happened with the whole Mimi situation. And after the inspector leaves, she gets excited and everything that, hey, everything's going to turn out all right, that she spaghettifies, that's how Michelle describes it, spaghettifies her body to the point that she goes to her garage I guess liquefies herself a little bit to get under the door into the garage to her car turn her I guess you could say her rear end if you will into a into a, a key a key if you will and my bus just passed me by just now so <laughs> that was interesting but anyway she basically morphs her rear end into a key and Hold on for a sec. Hold on for a sec. I'm walking behind something. Hold on. But like I said, she morphs her, I guess her rear end, her butt, her end of her, I guess you could say her gooiness into a key, opens up her car door or trunk and brings out a helium tank. Yeah, some kind of helium tank that she brings into the house because after doing some studying and everything, some research, because that's what she does before she starts experimenting with what else her powers can do, or are capable of, she uses, she, bring, she gets the helium tank, brings it to her house, and then, you know, basically, well, strips herself down naked, of course, and then she starts to um, put the nozzle into her mouth, turn it on slowly and steadily, and start to inflate, you know, from a slow and steady um, uh, perspective. She starts to inflate uh, to the point, you know, to the point that basically, and I just hear some cats hanging and meowing at each other, but basically she starts inflating herself to the point that she has to turn her feet into like a, a cement block. She has to turn them into like an anchor, if you will, so that, you know, she doesn't just float, float away, you know, right away, if you will. She doesn't just float away right away, if you will. Um, anyway, anyway, hold on for a sec. Like I was saying before, I had to pause there for a moment. I had to come into my house, get things situated. Uh, but like I was saying, they they basically ended uh, their their New Year's. Well, not New Year's. Hold on, let me rewind. Okay, I was talking about the balloon situation. Okay, now I'm now I know I'm back at. But anyway, like I said, she decides to put the nozzle in her mouth and inflate herself to the point that she has to uh, change her feet into like 
you know, a, um, a handle, kind of like a, an anchor, basically. So she anchors herself down, because she's doing this outside, apparently. And she decides to let herself inflate to the point that her arm, her right arm, gets absorbed into the body, along with her head. And then she allows um, her left arm, when she feels she's at a, the right capacity, to pull the nozzle out of her mouth. And then, you know, her left arm and hand get absorbed into the body, too. And it's all that's left is her smile that materializes, or as Michelle likes to put it in the story, materializes, materializes, you know, into existence. And then she decides, you know, just to let it fade. She decides to let it fade and be a, a balloon for a while that, you know, she coats herself, basically gives it a coat, a paint color of yellow. And she uh, decides to just rock back and forth, let the wind kind of walk her back and forth till she feels she's ready enough to lift off into the air, kind of like a water rocket, right? Because that's basically what she did in a previous chapter, or shift, chapter and shift. So when she feels, so, you know, as she assert, you know, assesses the situation, she decides the time is right, and she lets herself... Uh, be you know, kind of blast off into the air, kind of lets her feet uh, demorph from from being like an anchor to basically being like uh, what's needed to lift her up like a water, like a like a water rocket, and she proceeds to fly into the air, or rocket into the air, basically, uh, to the point to the point that everything starts to look miniature you know, very miniature, if you will, to her. She's rising more up and up and up, and she's enjoying the feeling and everything. And she's basically made sure that she's doing it in a way that's not going to let her get interfered by with other balloons and stuff. And what happens afterwards is when she feels she's, you know, achieved enough altitude and success, she decides to burst and everything, and the burst basically feels like an orgasm, if you will, <laughs> to her, as strange as that sounds, a pleasurable orgasm, and she ends up floating down, you know, after the burst, through the air, because, you know, she's letting, you know, you know, as a balloon, she's letting, you know, nature basically have its way with her, and then when she finally feels she's achieved enough, she basically pops and allows herself to um, fall to the ground, or at least you know, not forcefully, but, you know, slowly and more pleasurably down to the ground to the point that she ends up landing on a tree, you know, in, in some tree branches and just staying there and everything uh, for the remainder of the day. And she even at the end, where, you know, where she's now just, you know, a deflated piece of balloon, you know, just dangling probably potentially going to ooze her way off of the tree and down to the ground with anybody, without anybody noticing. She basically says at the end that she loves her abilities. And what got me is when she said that, it reminded me a lot of Mr. Internet Man's character, Demonica Veronica, uh, doing some of the uh, web comics he did from the beginning up until even now, but sort of in, at the beginning and like in the middle in some of the web comics, he would have Demonica Veronica 
when she's shape-shifting into different things, splitting into different women, stuff like that. You know, she would have, uh, he would have her say that she loves her powers, you know, because she's able to do things that normally she wouldn't have been able to do as a human. And that's kind of the vibe I get here with um, Briella's character, thanks to Michelle, a.k.a. Dizzy Arts, um, when she says she loves her abilities because she's basically being able to do things normally she wouldn't be able to do as a human, or she was still normal. Now, what's interesting about her becoming a balloon and testing this ability out, you know, by letting herself just sway in the wind a little bit before lifting off, you know, basically allowing her body, you know, her head, her arms, and, you know, to be absorbed into the balloon that she becomes, and then her smile to you know, fade into, you know, just fade away. You know, what she's doing by letting herself be this balloon is basically what she did when she was finally becoming a plant. She was thinking about uh, what the Mimi persona that split from her had told her, had reminded her about, um, you know, when she was a kid. That if she had these kind of powers, she'd she'd do all these kind of things, live out all these different lives. And as we have noticed, she is kind of taking that to heart, but not to the extremes that Mimi would have suggested. Basically, Mimi suggested do it for as long as you want. Become this thing for as long as you want. Become it for years and years and whatever. Uh, but Briella, grown up and mature enough, realizes, yeah, I could do that, but I'll give myself a timetable. And she basically has mastered her abilities you know, enough now to where she's given herself a timetable to basically become and immerse herself into whatever she becomes, um, but only for a limited time so that she doesn't lose herself to whatever she becomes. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But overall, the story I thought was a nice little filler, nice little slice of life filler. And another kind of plot point, if you will, for Briella to experiment with just being the object she becomes and then even taking it a bit further. I mean, she even hints at the fact that we might even get a follow-up to this maybe in the next week or two, because in the story, Briella contemplates when she wants to do this of whether or not she should do it individually or if she should do it as a multitude of balloons and she decides she's going to save the multitude part for her fiancé, Crystal, to have the fun of blowing into all these little Briella balloons and letting them float around, maybe popping them and all that, you know, in a very intimate kind of NFSW way, if you catch my drift. But yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's basically what we may get in the next chapter and everything. Uh, at least that's what I'm assuming. But overall, like I said, the story was pretty decent, pretty good. You know, got to give a lot of credit to, um, you know, to Michelle for, you know, kind of, you know, finding a way to give us a bit of that, you know, calm before the storm kind of thing once in a while with these characters, with this story. And overall, I still believe a lot of the things I feel are coming. I still feel and theorize that these things are going to happen in some some shape or form. 
Like, I still believe that her BFF's uh, boyfriend, fiance, uh, Victor, uh, Vincent, whatever his name is, Elanier's fiance, that is, boyfriend, I still believe he's has something to do with the Dr. Zetweimer situation. I, ju I just have that feeling. I don't know why, because one of the things that sticks to me is when Briella sees the face of one of these senior researchers that is, a, that is a prime suspect in what happened, she studies him. Like, she recognizes that person, but how she recognizes him maybe, you know, is something that will be revealed later on. When it will be revealed, we don't know, but I've got a feeling it has to do with her BFF's fiancé. I could be wrong. Uh, the other thing I thoroughly believe is that, you know, when it's all said and done, that Crystal herself is going to get these powers too. I don't know how. I don't know how, but I feel she's going to get them. And you might say, well, how is that going to happen? Again, I don't know how, but I just feel that the way certain things have been hinted at in the past several months, you know, of last year, during, you know, even during the summer and stuff, it almost feels like Michelle is hinting at the fact that Crystal is going to get these powers and Brielle is going to find a way to, you know, give her these powers uh, in a very safe manner. That's just my opinion. But I do feel Crystal's going to get them. Or maybe she'll get some kind of powers that's similar, but, you know, makes things more fun when they both combine them together. I don't know. I just feel though it's coming. And I do know that, well not know, but I do feel we're going to be getting the furry convention arc very soon too, where they're going to go to the furry convention and it's going to end up with them having some NFSW erotic fun outside of what they're going to have with the balloon thing probably by next week or so. But again, overall I like it. I like the story. I like the continuation and the build towards 250, which will be probably... Around the end of February, excuse me for a second, that's my phone. Like I said, you know, I, you know, I don't know when the 250th one's going to be, but I know it's going to be between, like I said, the end of February into March, and I cannot wait for it. Whether it coincides with the wedding, coincides with, you know, maybe Crystal getting, you know, the same kind of power or something similar, you know, that's... That's up to Michelle, whatever, but I know we're going to have some fun, you know, <laughs> along the way. I know, like I said, the balloon thing's going to have some NFSW eroticness. I know we're going to have one with them, you know, probably at the conclusion of the fur convention arc. And I also believe we're going to get more revelations and, revel you know, resolutions to what's going on with the Dr. Zetweimer thing and who's behind it. And again, I do believe Victor is involved. I do. I just don't know why. The Elanier's fiancé boyfriend is involved in some capacity. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because, again, you have to wonder, why was Elanier so protective of keeping Briella a secret from her fiancé, her boyfriend? Why? Doesn't make sense. But I truly, truly believe he has something to do with it. I also feel that that alpha character, that other... Alpha Omega character, Alpha Omega character, whatever his name is, again, uh, is going to make a comeback. And he is going to play a part in revealing that truth about maybe, maybe Victor having something to do with it. And basically, 
you know, him, his real name being, you know, the, whatever that name was, the senior researcher, and that he changed it because, you know, he didn't want to be found out or something. I don't know. But I feel that Alpha guys is going to play a part. But like I said, I also believe, I know I'm repeating this a lot, Crystal's going to get powers identical, if not similar, to Briella's. And oh, what fun they will have, if you know what I mean. Uh, but anyway, though, like I said, I like the story. Truly, I truly enjoyed it. Uh, again, it's another slice of life, you know, filler-like story before we get into some real fun, some real, um, some real, um, you know, character developing and moments and all that. I, it's really just, it's really worth, you know, reading and paying attention to, guys. That's, that's just my opinion. But what do you all think? What do you all think if you have followed it? How do you feel about the story? Let me know down below in the comment section below. Live chat during the premiere. Like the video. And until next time, guys, also check out Michelle's works as well here. Um, you know, at Deven, at Deven Art as well. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are. And until next time, I will talk to you all later. Peace out.